What's up? We are on. We are live in Seattle, Washington. I'm Jesse. That's Jay. That means this is Roots to Grooves. What's up, everybody? What's up, Jay? What's up, everybody? Welcome along to episode 104. 104. It's a good yeah. number. Yeah. It's getting better and better. I hope. I think so. Yeah. I think so. It'd be better than worse than worse. Worse than worse. Worse than worse? What's worse, worse than, than worse? Better? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's Sunday <laughs> here in Seattle. I'm like not really awake, I don't think. I've been making weird jokes that so, only make sense in my head. But. <laughs> uh, which I love. I love it. Caffeine free as well. So that's, it's, yeah. I'm only feeling it right now. Caffeine free in Seattle. Yeah. That's all right. It's a yeah. lazy Sunday. We're chilling. Just have a nice conversation about Wooloo. Yeah. Wooloo. Artist out of uh, South London. And before we get to that, I got quote of the day. Music. Let's I like to kick things off. Sometimes it relates to what we're saying, like it's an, a quote from an, in, an inspiration of the artist we're talking about. Sometimes it's just random, like today. Uh, today I'm quoting Plato. <laughs> um, Here we go. And if this quote is even real, I don't know. I'm just trusting the internet. But this okay. quote is, Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flights to the imagination, and life to everything. Beautiful. There you go. I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah. I think it's true. I think so. Whoever That's... said it, whoever is there, if it's Plato or not, but it's a true statement. I like it. Thank you, Plato. Yeah. I think it's true. That's yeah. why it brings us together every week to talk about music. Yeah. Because it's magical. Yeah. In so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, we're talking about Wooloo. Yeah. Out of South London. Mm-hmm. What, what does he play? He's a, he's a mix of... Uh, Mix of genres from jazz, R and B, hip hop, mm, yeah, grime, grunge, yeah, punk, drum and bass, drum and bass, jungle, yeah. Uh, and he's a multi multi instrumentalist as well, right? Mm -hmm. I think vocalist, producer. I think he's yeah. um, like kind of mainly. He does a bunch of things, but his top instrument is bass guitar. Is that right? Uh, yeah, maybe. That's, I don't know. That's I'm what I sure. heard. I didn't really feel like I saw. A focus on the instrument? You, you saw that, mm -hmm. though? Yeah. I heard it say, yeah, a yeah. couple of people said that. Okay. Yeah, because like live recently, I think he plays, does he play guitar or bass on stage? What I, I saw from live was playing guitar. Okay. But yeah. then in some other interviews and stuff, they were like, yeah. where's your bass? Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, so he was talking about, so I'm pretty sure that's right. But yeah. he, he certainly plays different instruments. He's on the NPC. Yeah. You know, he's creating beats. Yeah. Using live instruments, using a band. Yeah. Has a super awesome band yeah um and yeah just really energetic really like a genre mash amalgamation yeah. of these different genres that he um was influenced by yeah um i got a list of influences as far as artists go yeah um flying lotus mm -hmm. yeah dj shadow yeah outcast yeah um check out our episodes on flying lotus and dj shadow we haven't done one on outcast but yeah that'd be that'd be a that's a two-parter <laughs> two-part yeah um red hot chili peppers oh wow i didn't see that yeah, yeah. smashing yeah. pumpkins yeah interesting so yeah um yeah green day at some point i believe right and okay. that was all mixed yeah. up in that kind of 90s yeah yeah um you know skate scene right and we'll, we'll get into all that yeah he's 32 years old yeah mm -hmm. so 
you know, nineties millennial. Yep. Yep. Uh, what else we got? Um, he's released, they call it a debut album. His, uh, most recent one. Um, I saw that, but, but that's a red herring. I feel like, because he, he has at least another album that was released. Yeah. It's just, uh, it was, it was the debut album off of a certain record label. Exactly. Yeah. Which we'll talk about as we get to that. Um, but before that, uh, yeah, before his most recent album, he had another kind of album. He had a few EPs before that. Mm-hmm. I think he's like appeared with um, like collabs with other producers mm-hmm. in amongst his early EP period. Yeah. There's one guy that was mentioned, Hector Plimmer, who I come across. Uh, I can't remember how I came across him, but he's really good. He's mm-hmm. like a London guy and he's on one of these videos, like the beat the clock or whatever it is, you know, the rhythm roulette or what, I think it's beat the clock. There's like a couple of those videos out there where mm. they share a producer making a beat, you know, okay. for the first time. Uh, I think rhythm, oh, right. rhythm roulette is the one where they send them to a record store and they pick three random vinyls and they make a track. Okay. And then beat the clock is just the artist trying to come up with something and like... 10 minutes or however it is yeah 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 that's very cool so i saw hexa plumber did one and he's really good and then wooloo did one as well beat the clock which mm-hmm. showed a studio and stuff like that nice maybe we'll touch on a bit later but but yeah he hasn't really um i mean as overview wise for wooloo he hasn't really done a lot of other stuff yet right no like big awards or massive yeah. tours or anything like that i think anyway. yeah. what was it on on spotify Sixty-four thousand monthly listeners well, for yeah. what that's worth Hello, man. This is the, 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 heater. the heater in the background, if you can. Bang, bang. Join our Patreon so we can afford better heating. No, yeah. We don't have a Patreon. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> um, where were we? What did you say, though? Oh, um, he's, he's done Glastonbury. Oh, yeah. He's, on, he's played there. A pretty massive success yeah. um, as an accolade. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he's, yeah. he's overall pretty underground still. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, which is really cool because he's doing some dope stuff. And he seems like a really cool guy yeah, also. definitely. Uh, let's play a track, yeah? Let's do it, yeah. This is the first track I ever heard of his called Sailor. track called Sailor featuring Benissa Bonner on vocals. Mm. The EP's called N-A-I-S, uh, which stands for Not As It Seems. And yeah, that was a, that track's weird to me. Like, I love it, but it's like an anti-track. It's kind of, if you know what I mean, it's kind of like it goes against everything that you would normally think about when trying to create a track. <laughs> what, what do you like, mean? Like the... Like the the bass is like melodic, mm-hmm. 
the groove sounds like it's about to launch into a big breakbeat, but it mm -hmm. never does. And it just yeah. like keeps that sort of like thing. And he has these weird samples that just sounds like he might have recorded a door opening and closing in a studio. And, yeah. But it has this like weird sort of like, that's why maybe he called it Sailor because it has this weird sort of like on a shanty ship type rocking back and forth type thing. I like the visual. Anyway, that's why I love it. That's the first track I heard of his. And I think I heard it on Giles Peterson's radio show, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and then I searched him up on Spotify. And at that time, that's all he had out that I could see was this EP. And, okay. Um, and I was like, oh, damn, I wonder when he's going to come out with stuff. And I didn't really hear anything of him again until the most recent album, which we'll talk about later, which was completely different. And I was like, wow, okay, this, I'm not sure what's happening here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it guy. is quite. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll get into that when when the time comes, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. it's really good stuff either way. Yeah, um, he seems pretty pretty you know well rounded, and the music's really good. Yeah. Uh, so his real name, Miles Romans Hopcraft, mm. right? Um, and he calls himself Wulu. Did you see about how he came up with his name? Yeah, yeah. an Am yeah. Americ word. Yeah. yeah, which is the Ethiopian language, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and it was Wuha was how. It, it was the word he took from the Ethiopian language and means water. Yeah. Uh, but he said it sounded too much like a, there's a Buster Rhymes song called Wuha and he didn't right. want to call himself Wuha because he thought people would make fun of him. I, yeah. did, I didn't know about this Buster Rhymes song. Maybe I've probably heard it, but like, I mean, but, yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't want to be like associated with that. Yeah. So he changed it to Wu Lu, yeah. which sounds it. a little bit more fluid, he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, and he said he, he wants it to represent hydration, flexibility, and purity. There you go. So very pretty yeah. cool yeah. ethos yeah. behind the name. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, and so like you said, he grew up in Brixton, London, right? Yeah, correct. Um, which I don't know if you know much about Brixton, do you? Never yeah. been, heard I, about it. I've been, used to go a lot as a kid. I was there as a teenager. I think it's one of those areas that's become gentrified now, which I think he kind of touches upon, like in some of his lyrics. Um, which is, is Brixton yeah. is in South London? Yeah. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. a neighborhood suburb or whatever. Gotcha. We don't really use those words in England, I think. Oh. For London. Borough. Oh. Borough, maybe. I don't know. A borough <laughs> or um, uh, there's another word. I'll think of it later. Yeah. But yeah, I think he mentioned uh, liking it to like cane sugar being processed into like, you know, processed. Right. The change that's happened. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like there was like good stuff and then it's like taking all the, the good stuff out of that area Yeah, and, you know, kind of, yeah, gentrifying it or whatever. So I don't know, yeah. I don't know the real vibe, how it is over there, but that's what he's saying. Yeah. I think I got to experience it before the gentrification. So it's a very like multicultural neighborhood, uh, a lot of Jamaicans there. So, mm. you know, that comes across in all the food that you can get and all the places that are there and you know just like the music they have a lot of music clubs that or they did back in the day uh but like um don't know what it's like now i haven't been i haven't ventured back there but how is it you know, let us know if you're out there know, yeah um but this is where he grew up in a city it's pretty much in a city kind of place mm -hmm. um um his parents are both creative right yeah yeah so it was his uh mother is an alum, alumna. I don't know if that's how you say alumni. it. Alumni. I don't know. Well, the word I saw was alumna, so I'm not sure if it's a. Okay. If you're a woman, it's alumna. I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. I didn't go to school. So. Um, but she went to the, the Alvin Ailey American Dance School. Oh, okay. So she's a contemporary dancer. Right. Uh, I, 
I think now she's a lecturer. Yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah. I'm not sure if she yeah. still dances, but she was definitely a big, big into dancing. Yeah. And I'm not sure what she lectures about now, but maybe dancing. I think dancing, yeah. That's what, That's it, what she I knows. Think so, yeah. yeah. And then her father. Yeah. Um, who uh, was in a band. He's a full-time musician. Rob, yeah. Robin Hopcroft is mm -hmm. his name. Yeah, he's a trumpet player mm -hmm. and uh, slash band leader. Yeah. For the Soothsayers, which I felt like I heard of. Uh, but I, I haven't, I didn't listen to any of their music in preparation for this. But, check them out. But apparently it's like Afrobeat and reggae influenced music. They formed in 98 mm -hmm. um, and they've had like five albums out and toured a lot. Um, and so uh, Wulu, like, you know, kind of with his brother, I, I can't remember his brother's name, Wulu's brother's name. Was it Ben or something? I like think it that? is Ben. Okay, no, yeah. it's definitely Ben. Yeah, I have it okay. right here. All right. And they're twins. They're twins? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. He has a twin brother. Yeah. Is he? Does he play with Wooloo? Do we know this or not? I no. don't know that okay. for sure. But I think Ben has his own band called Childhood. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. So Check that out. He's, yeah. I think, they, I think they did play together when they were younger. Yeah. When they were coming up with their ideas and, and learning their instruments. Yeah, because I heard the story that they'd be like jamming in the, in the living room or something like that. And... Uh, and like their dad would come home from work. That's the mm -hmm. way he said it, come home from work, which is basically, I don't know what, being in the studio rehearsal. or some rehearsal. Yeah. yeah. Um, his dad would always tell them like, you know, okay, you want to be a musician, that's good, but you know, it's hard. It's like, it's not easy. Yeah. You, know, you better have a backup plan or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he'd leave the room and then Wulu and his brother, they'd turn to each other and it's like, but we're still going to do music though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that vibe. But yeah, which and then and their mother was just super um, encouraging of them, I think, to pursue like the music. Yeah, know? it seems like yeah. she was always just saying like, just go for it, do what you want to do. Yeah, because she was uh, doing an artistic thing too, like dancing. So she yeah. she understood. So it's interesting that you know, the full time musician in the family is like, uh, I'm not sure if you want to follow in these footsteps. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like it is hard. Yeah. We all know this. If you're a musician out there, you know, it's tough. It's hard. You can make a living out of it, but it's real hard work. I mean, everything's hard work, but yeah, it's not as, uh, the, when it, the paths aren't as clearly defined as like another profession, I guess. It's like, just you know. much more subjective than if you're, yeah. you know, yeah. you could learn, type some code for somebody and do something concrete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so subjective. So yeah, it yeah. is tough. Yeah. Nobody's really out, like, here's some money. Yeah. Here's money for you. Or here's what you do. You go to this school and then you get an internship with mm -hmm. Radiohead and then you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go on tour. And then you go on tour and then you're in it. <laughs> um, although that does happen for some people, actually. Just digression. I've, I've seen, you know, a lot of like the movie composers because there's quite a few different movie composers out there. And they're all kind of like individuals like Hans Zimmer that work mm -hmm. by themselves. But then they have, but people don't know this, they have a small team that works with them, you know like someone will intern for Hans Zimmer and like learn all of this shit from him and then they'll go off and become their own composer and do stuff for movies. Almost like an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. So that that is an interesting path for music. That is. Guess. But yeah, if you can get that. That's one of the rarest. That's probably, a, you know. it's, it's probably still a difficult route to take. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you millions of applicants for like one opening yeah. or something. Yeah, for that, one great you know, yeah, yeah. producer. Yeah composer amazing but um yeah so like i guess like wulu and his twin brother i didn't realize so they're the same age uh they used to go on tour with his dad right yeah yeah, yeah. he would bring them along whenever they were on like holidays like yeah. christmas break or sp sprang break yeah whatever 
And um, yeah, so they would kind of see what was going on. And I think he would bring him up on stage and, and do some playing as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure to what extent, but I heard they were on stage for sure. I heard uh, that they used to give him like a stack of CDs and he was like, go out into the crowd and try and sell these because mm-hmm. like, you're a kid, so they'll probably buy it from you or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure it's a great little marketing tactic. Yeah. Maybe that's the only reason he brought him along. Maybe. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he, but Wheelie did say to this experience that he, he didn't see it was anything. Uh, I guess he this was normal life to him. You know, since being born, his dad has always been a professional musician and going on tour was a normal thing and then going on being a part of it mm-hmm. he never saw it he just thought everyone did this or something right? yeah kids. he said he'd go back to school and be like hey, where'd you guys go yeah and you know yeah, it wasn't the same like, story exactly <laughs> so that's like a really good like you know environment to grow up in i think um and so he just naturally led into um I mean, he was always playing with his brother, you know, just messing around on instruments. But eventually he just led into doing his own beat making, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I don't know. Um, he One thing that I know he saw, he saw the documentary called Scratch. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a, like a DJing and sampling. I think I might have seen this. Is this old? old I think it's pretty old, like from the... Oh, actually, it's 2001. Oh, I was going to say okay. the 90s, but yeah. so it's not that old. I'll put a picture or image on screen for all yeah, your YouTube it viewers. Yeah. So it's a documentary film um, directed and edited by Doug Prey. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it ex- explores the world of hip hop and you know DJing and the birth yeah. and the rise yeah. and just gives um, it just you know focuses on some different DJs and like what they think about it and how they got into it. Yeah. And you know this and that. So it, it gave him like a, a big epiphany of that you can do production stuff like that. Right. And yeah. create really cool vibes. Yeah. And so that kind of started to put the pieces together between using guitars or real instruments and sampling and using computers yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, electronic boxes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think also during this stage, he he's always been into a lot of different music, right, Wheelie? Because mm-hmm. like, I heard him say when he was at school, he felt like he kind of had to hide what he was interested in because, you know, everyone sort of falls into their cliques at school or whatever, like the, the grunge kids, the hip hop kids yeah. or whatever. Um, and he always wanted to just be like, you know, I really love Smashing Pumpkins or something like that. Or, <laughs> I think he was more in the grunge group, was he? That's, he, he, yeah. he was self-proclaimed yeah. grunge. Right, yeah. But then he was like, but I like grime. Exactly, yeah. You know? yeah. So, but yeah, it's like that clicky mentality. Like if I, t- if I tell them I'm into this, then I, don't, I might not be part of their tribe. Yeah, yeah. And so he wanted to fit in and, and be part of the culture. Yeah. without you know excommunicating himself but i think he got shook out of this mindset through being a part of the skate scene right it yeah like, yeah so that was kind of a big yeah. thing for him just the yeah. the whole skate scene the graffiti scene yeah i don't know why graffiti is like a scene yeah i'm not sure exactly what that means but i i, I think just going out and graffitiing yeah buildings well, i was <laughs> i was thinking about this when i because he called them writers as well he was like you know, graffiti artists, he calls them writers. That's so, professional of them. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was thinking about this because I was, and what Wulu was describing about all of this skate scene and graffiti scene is, to me, it's like, oh, that's the evolution of punk in a way. Right? Mm-hmm. There was the punk kids and it sort of went into the skate scene. Yeah. Like, because, uh, 
but it's evolved because like the way he's what he loved about the skate scene it was like punk in attitude where it was just like no one can tell you what to do you know mm -hmm. you get freedom of expression yeah do what you want you can be into all types of different music mm -hmm. i mean as we know like the old skater videos you know it was a mixture of like bloody like what wu-tang clan and like rage against the machine and it was like grunge and hip-hop like yeah you know, and he also mentioned it's like playing Tony Hawk Skater Pro, the video game. It's talking about he talked about the soundtrack on that being so vast or whatever. Like, yeah, it's an epic yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. I, I still remember that because I would yeah. play that on like PlayStation or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, still to this day, I still listen to some of those songs, and there's there's some of my influence as well. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, like Primus or somebody's on there. Yeah. Um, and so that was, yeah, I don't know, that was that was big for him too. So yeah. it all kind of was coinciding with the punk mentality, yeah. the punk music, the yeah. influences that he had in him, in his own head or whatever. Yeah. And so then, yeah, he started making music, I guess, right? Yeah, I think he, he said he got into turntablism, DJing, mm -hmm. I think. Like he was already messing around on instruments, but then started the DJing thing. Yeah. Um, which he said taught him a lot about music as well because he was DJing hip hop and then jungle and grime and dubstep um i saw yeah. he he was performing with a couple groups that i think mm. it was a part of early on yeah called matted sounds mm. okay. and another one called we are dubist nice okay so yeah. i didn't yeah. look into whether they have music out or whatever but yeah could be some good stuff but he definitely was you know performing and working with some other musicians yeah learning the trade yeah um yeah and i think this is where the like he was collaborating with hector plimmer in this uh he did a project with him called Monster Playground, um, mm -hmm. a dubstep project under the name TJ Mileage. Yeah. Was what he called that stuff. I don't know if that stuff's out there. I have to go look at it. But I'm not sure either. Yeah. I think there was one other name. I don't have it listed, but he also yeah. went under another moniker for a second as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was just putting in the work, cutting his teeth. Yeah. Creating some stuff. And this was, you know, around 2010 to 2015, I believe. Yeah. And then is it also because we don't have a clear timeline, people, by the way, it's just all kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm making I'm making know. that up, I guess, in reference to the the album that he put out in 2015. Right. Um, right. Basically, like his debut mm -hmm. long play project. Yeah. So I'm guessing okay. the, 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 oh, yeah, the five to ten years. Up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the lead up is what I'm saying yeah, was yeah. up until 2015. Does that make sense for a timeline? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Because you went to um, Raw Material. Did you hear about the oh, school? Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like a, a a a musical arts school. Yeah, I looked it up. Um, if ever anyone's in London and um, wants to go check this out, rawmusicmedia.co.uk. It looks really cool. It's like It looks like a place um, where as a young creative you can go to to learn about music production. Mm -hmm. Um the career, um, well-being even. They have space there that you can book and stuff like that. That seems pretty cool. So I think like he enrolled there and like studied there and then he sort of uh, graduated out of that and started teaching other students there. Yeah. Um, in return for like free studio time. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's the great yeah. point. That's yeah. um, what I failed to mention. And that's where he started getting a lot of time to work on his own beats. Right. Yeah. Using the facilities at Raw Material. Music. No, rawmusicmedia.co.uk. <laughs> it's promoting it because it seems like a really cool organization, which I feel they need more of. Like, right, yeah. yeah. 
No, yeah, what a great opportunity, and he was using it to his best advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so... I think that brings us to Jinja. Yeah, Jing, uh, Jinga. Oh, Jinga. Yeah. Oh, Jinja. It's <laughs> Jinja's... Yeah, because when I read it, I, I thought Ginga, because in England, Ginga. Uh, when I was at school, they used to call redheaded kids Ginga. Oh, really? Yeah. So... <laughs> I think it's the same spelling. So based off like the same like ginger. Yeah, ginger. And then Ginga. it just got shortened down to Ginga. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. British kids, man. I don't know. Anyway. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh 2015. Right. So this is a primarily an instrumental beat tape. Kinda, yeah. Lo fi. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. more chill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, referencing the next album we'll talk about. But there was some, you know, it featured some artists voices i don't think there wasn't a lot of singing it wasn't like super poppy but there was artists such as grace atlanda mm -hmm. andrew ashong mm, i think i have heard of him benisa bonner yeah and that's when we mentioned i believe before yeah yeah he has some interesting collaborators some of them have released their own things some are a little bit more under the radar i think mm -hmm. um he said that he'll just collaborate with anyone if they're dope, basically. Is this the only, is the only criteria. He doesn't care whether they're famous or not. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not discriminatory. I guess he's not doing it for a, a like the you know a lot of people will do collabs for an agenda. You know, to like oh, if I feature on this track, I can get some of his yeah. fans and vice versa. Yeah, he doesn't care about that type of thing. Yeah, good. Yeah, and, yeah. I good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah no he, but he, he does seem like he he moves with integrity yeah i think so is yeah. the point of what we're talking about i think yeah he's just like and which in a, like a punk way like i'm gonna do what i want yeah no matter what you say no matter who you are yeah i'm just gonna do what makes me feel good yeah and that's a really huge ethos in his mind i think yeah so it's really respectable definitely yeah and um jenga came out he just self-released it i think um i'm not sure where 2015 so iTunes, I don't know what was out. I mean, it was probably on SoundCloud. It was probably SoundCloud. on Bandcamp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that. I don't know if he did any physical copies. Maybe. Don't know. Yeah, I'm but, not sure um, either. But but um, it is. It's up on Spotify and everywhere now. Yeah, you can go and check it out. And it's again, it's different because I really like that EP he did N A I S, mm -hmm. uh, which is only four tracks, but its own vibe. And then this Jinga album is like completely another vibe as well. And now we got Cleaners. Vacuuming our hallway in the background, people. Trying to record a podcast. On a Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday. Can you believe who, it? Who works on a Sunday? It's the Lord's Day. Exactly. Everyone should just be at home listening to Roots to Groups. Exactly. And we're trying to record the next week. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, that was a success. You know, he released it. Yeah. He made it. Yeah. Got some artists collabsing. Yeah. Um, did you see the collaboration with Mindsign? Oh, no, I didn't. I know of them. Is it him? It's just one guy, right? Uh, I think it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's one guy. But yeah. he had a, yeah, he was like a friend, acquaintance. All right. And they put together a half hour mixtape. Hmm. And that kind of introduced them to the Los Angeles beat making scene. Yeah, because Mind Design's from LA, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know if they met up or if they uh, collabed over the interwebs. Okay. Yeah. But they did. Yeah. And there was a, they made a, that mixtape called Open Rising. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was a single actually. Okay. I'm not sure. Out. I don't know how long it was or the details, but it was called Open Rising and you can find it on, I think I saw it on Bandcamp. Okay. 
cool. But it's not, that one's not on, I don't know, I'll stop talking. It might it's, be on Spotify, but I don't think it's on <laughs> Wulu's. It's not widely available. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. completely widely available. Oh, that's the other thing, yeah, because uh, with these artists. I know we're a Spotify heavy show. <laughs> we use it, but... Uh, Holla. Yeah, but I think all of the platforms kind of organize the music in the same way where, you know, you have the artist profile and you can see their releases and stuff they're featured on. Mm -hmm. But it won't show you, like, you know, if they've released stuff under a different name or whatever. Yeah. Like, or um, or some of their older material, you know, sometimes. So Yeah, it's like based on, like, possibly the publishing, what, what your name is legally. Yeah. And I guess it's also maybe the intent of the artist. They don't want to link to a different moniker or whatever. Yeah. But I think it'd be nice to see that on some certain artist profiles. Like a little bit more of like a web, like a family tree thing. Kind of. Like if you go to Radiohead, you know, a lot of those guys have their own solo albums mm -hmm. and or have been other part of other projects with other like big name styles. It'd be nice to kind of have that linked together. Right? Yeah. Right. True. Side, side story, side note. Anyway, that's a request. The, the, the Spotify team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, After that, I, I have he he released a couple more singles. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what they were called, but that was in 2017 and 2018. Mm -hmm. So he's just he's making more stuff. He's got a bunch of singles and EPs, like we said earlier. Should we play this track, Habisha, which came out in that sort of time period you're talking about? Mm, um, yeah, that's perfect. 2018. Yeah. track called Hibisha from Wulu here on the Roots to Grooves came out in 2018 so between his first kind of album Jinga 2015 and Loggerhead his uh, album from 2022 uh, he was releasing a lot of singles and EPs and that was a track that was released during that time mm -hmm. um, yeah um, so I got another track that was released during that time mm -hmm. if you would indulge me Oh yeah, sure. Jay, okay. Purcell, yeah. The man himself. Yeah. Um, so Giles Peterson has that like compilation album that he comes out with every once in a while. Yeah, the Bubblers or something. Brownsville yeah. Bubblers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in 2018, um, Benisa Bonner and Wulu worked on a track together, and they made a track called Sailor, mm -hmm. and that made it onto that mm. compilation, which is pretty cool because mm -hmm. Giles Peterson's a pretty big, you know, name. Yeah, yeah. Guy, definitely know what i mean that's where i heard it from then because that's the track we played earlier sailor track oh yeah so is that today. but i think i know you mentioned giles earlier i think i heard him 
Um, now I'm confused. I'm like, I either heard him play it on his radio show, or maybe I listened to this compilation you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> either way. Either way. Either way. Yeah. But Sailor is yeah. a cool track. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I guess, I think still two, 2018, the following April, Save Us From Ourselves came out. Mm -hmm. That was his second EP. Okay, yeah. And yeah, that one had the single called Seven. That was a pretty kind of big breakout track, I think. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, you know, just really crackling and rumbling and yeah. uh you know energetic yeah and then in 2020 he had a did you see that he released something called overgrown interludes mm -mm. No, I, didn't see this. I think it's like a b-side mm -hmm. type um compilation album but it's not released as a real album like it's not on spotify but mm -hmm. it's it's online as well like Bandcamp or something is Bandcamp the resource you think for this guy for it is for a lot of people i, I think it is it's like yeah. the, the one thing that the artist has control over to just put stuff out but they don't feel like it's a huge yeah major place to release stuff I, i'm just speculating i've seen a lot of artists put everything up there mm -hmm. and i think it's because um like i think you can play it off of bandcamp for free but it's not like you know then it's not very easy like you have to go to the individual band artist page and listen to the album yeah and the web browser they might have an app, I don't know. But it's not like a seamless streaming experience. Right. But you can buy like mm -hmm. the album, like download or physical copy. And I think that's why artists like it because they get that money. And, you know, since COVID, they've been doing the, the Bandcamp free Fridays or whatever where Bandcamp have waived their fees. Mm -hmm. So if you buy something from an artist, it just goes 100% to them. Yeah, I think. which is pretty so, cool. Yeah. But I think Bandcamp yeah. is a good resource. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's there's some good stuff. I listened to a little bit of it, mm -hmm. and you know, listen to it if you like, guys. Yeah. Um, twenty twenty one released a couple singles, South mm -hmm. and Times, and this was he was getting more into this, you know, punk, um, you know, like resistance fueled energy. Yeah. Um, and then another track called Being Me, mm -hmm. and I think these were. I think some of these, at least a couple of those are going to be on the next album. Yeah. So in between that time after in, I think during 2021, he signed with Warp Records, mm -hmm. which was one of his kind of big influences. But I'm not sure if he did that before he did this album or he did the album first. As, as far as I know, he signed with Warp and okay. then Loggerhead was the, the debut, quote unquote. Right. Um, uh, yeah, because did you hear the story about how this album came together? Loggerhead. Um, which crazy. which part? The the pub, the abandoned pub. Oh, how they... <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, he yeah. thought it was a, a great recording spot, so they yeah. moved all their stuff in there. And So I still think COVID's a recent thing, but no, I guess it's been going on for years at this point, three years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I've lost, <laughs> I've lost time and growing gray hairs in this now. Yeah. Um, but it was during COVID, and he said he was just hanging out in his friend's empty pub in london mm. um and i think he just started jamming in there with some friends um, yeah like overnight yeah overnight some people came over uh they ended up jamming until like seven in the morning the mm -hmm. next day um they came up with some like really cool things and wulu said to himself this is the sound it's like i'm gonna make an album out of this i'm gonna do it he said, I'm going to spend all my money on this and see how it goes. <laughs> Casual. Yeah. See how this goes. So cause since he said that, I feel like he didn't have the Warp deal yet. I feel like he might have made this album and then got signed to Warp and then Warp released it kind of thing. 
just getting okay. this because otherwise I would feel like Warp would pay for him to do an album or maybe it doesn't work that way anymore because record labels don't have any money seemingly I don't know yeah but, no that's a good point yeah um but yeah so he um with these guys he got together um he was trying to find a studio and I think for some random reason he ended up going to Norway to record this album yeah, was it one of the other bandmates had another, they set up another yeah, musical I think location? It was someone, someone who knew, friend of a friend or whatever, was like, yeah, we've got this whole studio in Norway. Come, So <laughs> well, I guess we're going to Norway. So yeah, he said like a few flights later and uh, doing all that out there, um, the album came together kind of thing mm-hmm. um, out of this energy, um, which if, if you've ever seen any of the clips of the band playing live, it's a lot more energy and a lot heavier but still tight in its own sound mm-hmm. and i think that's the sound he was wanting to get but he felt i think i've heard him sort of allude to the fact that the recording is the recording but it didn't it didn't really capture the heaviness of what he wanted to capture kind of thing right um he didn't really say it in that way but basically what he said about it is which is kind of interesting is like all recording to demos anyway like even if it's finished and put out and released mm-hmm. he still sees it as like a as an in progress thing you know because once you go take it out live it has it evolves and takes on its own sound right you know for sure which is one i mean not every artist does it that way some artists try and exactly replicate the recording you know yeah but others will evolve it you know sure um and it's, it's yeah up for you could do either way and it's both good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, Wooloo's way of working as well was that sort of jam and chop approach. I'm going to call it jam and chop. Yeah. Just have, yeah. you know, for example, like a three hour session, just yeah. jamming away, different yeah. riffs, different yeah. ideas, kind of just nonstop. Yeah. And then he'll kind of go back and chop it up. Maybe just take a small section of it yeah. and make a loop. And then kind of get the creative juices flowing from there and and end up with a track. Yeah, yeah. Like he said, it could just be like a weird, a mistake, someone dropping a guitar or or feedback that will just take and loop and that could be the genesis. Not even necessarily a cool (laughs) musical part. Yeah, exactly. Just a sample or a sound. Which I really like. Um, I've been trying to like, I feel like there's a few producers that are doing this and and I'm trying to describe it and I'm kind of calling it like organic happy accident way of working like i love it when these producers don't polish things like mm-hmm. like inflow um who we talked a little bit about because of uh he's cleo soul's partner mm-hmm. and he's little sims producer and they have this great project called salt um i love his approach as well which is similar to wooloo's where it's like they kind of like leave the mistakes in the recording or the roughness or you know yeah if you know what like i mean the like, human yeah, yeah humanness yeah. and i love that about that mm-hmm. instead of having everything all squeaky clean and like you know polishing every eq and making sense i don't like that that's too i like the roughness and i like the mistakes yeah the, the realness humanness, the realness yeah because mm-hmm. it creates like especially in grooves with like drums and that like if you can hear the squeak of the drum pedal or whatever like the way that sound can sometimes interact with another instrument sort of creates its own rhythm like, right you know it's yeah. like not supposed to be in there. And in another studio, we're like, let's oil that, you know, <laughs> pedal so it doesn't squeak as much. Get but some WD-40 on that, that bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that can yeah. that adds to the ambience. Yeah. And even if it's a little bit subconscious to the average listener, yeah, who's not like super listening with super nice headphones, yeah, it still kind of gets in there and interacts with the vibrations. Yeah, yeah. And helps you feel the room that they were in, the vibe that they were in in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And kind of you know just adds to the experience. Definitely, yeah. And so I feel like this whole album, Loggerhead, is, has that sonic landscape to me. Mm-hmm. You know that stuff we just talked about. Yeah um so yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. punky pretty hip-hoppy yeah um but like drum and bassy and dubby yeah and then overall kind of folky yeah you know yeah. folk through the lens of like you know punk and grunge yeah, yeah if that makes any sense i got a quote he said this record is about being alone in your head it has a punk ethos but i don't know what genre to call it it's just a diary of how i've been feeling maybe the name wooly will become a genre in itself <laughs> Maybe already has. Yeah, yeah. Let's play some Wooloo. Some Wooloo. Some yeah. of that crazy shit. Yeah. Got any of that Wooloo? Yeah. Spin it. Yeah. Um, there was uh, some some members who were a part of this project. Yeah. Tagara Misa. Hmm. I hope I'm saying all these names correctly as usual. Lexa Moore. Yeah. I've heard. It's a her, right? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan Simpson, we know from Black Midi. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, Which one is he the drummer or the singer? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. I don't know, but Black Midi was super cool and it yeah. you could see those genres kind of yeah. colliding with each other and like yeah, it makes sense for them to work together. Check out our episode on Black Midi. That's some good stuff. That was that, a long time ago. I forgot what you did an episode about. <laughs> yeah. They're they're weird and great. Yeah. Um, cool music. Yeah. Also Ego Ella. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Ego Ella May. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. You know them? I don't know. Yeah, uh, she's a great soul singer. I think okay. out of the UK. Nice. I have featured her on the drop a few times. Ooh, yeah. check out the drop. Yeah, on uh, YouTube's best place to see it. Yeah, on Signal. YouTube.com slash Signal. S I G N L. Yeah, yeah. JD's GJ's it himself. Wow. The man right there. <laughs> uh, and then Michael Levy as well. Some other person I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's loggerhead that yeah. one's super dope i like that album yeah we'll we'll play out of the track from that and we opened up with the track south which is the first track i heard mm-hmm. from that and there's a music video for it as well and when i saw that and i'd like had that track sailor in my head i was like okay what's going on is he is he i was like a little bit disappointed i was like mm-hmm. is he changing direction but now knowing <laughs> more about him he doesn't have one uh you know genre or direction yeah he's not trying to go towards any one thing yeah like he says um you know he says like the stuff i have out now is not like doesn't sound the same as what i have on my computer right now <laughs> yeah so don't be yeah. expecting yeah it to sound like the direction you think i'm going in right now yeah 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 he's uh, he says he mostly he doesn't care about a genre he just cares about emotion and music and creating uh music that expresses his emotions yeah so however that is what maybe whatever he's feeling at the time or whatever he's into at the time kind of mm-hmm. thing just comes out so that's like the true artist thing right there mm-hmm. he doesn't i mean obviously he cares about the music industry i'll talk about the warp thing in a second but like you know he uh but but when it comes to the creation of the music like integrity like we said and mm-hmm. um and just not caring about a formula or a genre or how it's going to be perceived or, or any of that shit. Yeah. You know? I think that's the main thing is like 
I think this may be like, like what we said in previous episodes about like intention and ambition and art and, and integrity. It's like hard to balance kind of thing. Right. I'm seeing now the example in Wulu of how it works. Cause it's like, you keep all the integrity in all the music in the creation of it and the performing of it. And then you can be serious and have ambition about the business side of it, you know? Right. Like, and that's separate, you know, but you're not like changing the art to fit the business agenda or model. Yeah. Think, you know? And I remember he was talking yeah. even from like the skate park days, like trying to be like cool and get, get in with like the older group. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of like looking after him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then like, you know, older people, like the, di I'm talking about the dichotomy, the, the dynamic between like an older generation and the younger generation. And like, for example, the parents would be like, Hey, maybe you should push this music in this direction. Cause it's more relatable. Right. And yeah. maybe that'll sell a little bit more. You'll be more successful. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's, he's adamant about not doing that mm -hmm. and just about doing what makes him feel good. Yeah. And even to the point where, um, I mean, he said they, the band does it for them you know, even first and foremost yeah. to, for them to express themselves and to get this energy out. Yeah. Um, and even, even to the point where I think he said before live shows, he, they all get in a circle and then he screams in their face. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to, to be like, as like a cathartic exercise yeah, yeah. to just be like, let's get pumped up. Let's get the energy out. Yeah. And you know, we're here right now. Yeah. I heard it, they have a mic on stage as well that the members of the audience can just go up and yeah, if they're feeling in a certain way on that day, they can go up on stage and let it rip on the mic. I think um, I think that's dope. Although yeah. I heard nobody's used it yet. Yeah, uh, the last interview I saw, he didn't. He said no one's done it yet. But, <laughs> but I mean, but a very cool thing to incorporate yeah. to your show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I love it. Um, and so like, yeah, so Warp, right? He signs to Warp Records um like before this album comes out loggerhead mm -hmm. i feel like he did the album first because and also i feel like he was kind of shopping around to labels i think yeah. he did have some options yeah it sounds like people um, were interested yeah so i think maybe the the narrative you're describing makes the most sense i think they were working on the album yeah. or working on just music demos yeah and i think i heard they had like up to 40 demos right. at one point yeah yeah um yeah because he mentioned a guy called Daniel. I don't know if that's his manager or a musical partner, but he said uh, it's just been the two of them for years, just like making this thing work kind mm -hmm. of thing. So I feel like he might be the manager or something, um, you know, where they've just been putting out all these releases and just slowly building his fan base, I guess, and audience. Right. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it was shopping around to labels just because of the way he talked about like the meeting of Warp Records. Um, uh, like he said, when he first met them, the first meeting, they didn't talk about Wulu or any of his music at all. He said they talked about Andre 3000 the whole time. <laughs> Did you hear this? Uh, I, like, yeah, I recall. Yeah. I watched that interview. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Which, which, what did they say? Um, he said, well, you know, the reason... I think they ended up talking about Andre 3000 and his meeting with Warp Records was because... Um, Wulu really likes the way that Andre kind of does his own thing, you know, mm -hmm. and how that works business-wise and aesthetically and how he's portraying, like, mm. you know, everything in the music videos and all of that sort of thing. Um, and apparently the guys at Warp really, like, understood that and were, like, on the same page as well kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And so, uh, you know, after coming out of that meeting, he was, and also about Warp, it was kind of a dream label for Wooloo. He said, like him and his brother and all that had been like, you know, at the back of the like, it'd be great if we were like signed to Warp, right? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. Cause like, like Flying Lotus is on there and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then so it came true and like, what a, what a moment. Yeah. To like actually sign with them. Yeah. So he said like he had other options, but he was like, it's Warp. He's like, it's Warp, isn't it? It's yeah, meant to be. Like, it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that came about and they're just getting started. It was only last year this came out and mm -hmm. we were still kind of in, I don't know if people were doing shows yet last year, were they? Or maybe starting to? I, I think Blasters, things were starting to get yeah. cooking again. Yeah, yeah. But so, still, we're still coming out of it. You know, restaurants are still coming out of it. Yeah. Other aspects, um, you know. Places are still closed. There was a place here closed in January. So people, really? places are still closing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah we're not out yeah. of the woods yeah, yeah. yet, so to speak. Yeah. Or we're, we're getting out at least. I think we're getting closer. I don't know. The world's falling apart, Jay. It is falling <laughs> apart and Trump's about to be arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Maybe he already has been. <laughs> By the time this come out, he's in jail. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? What do you guys think? You know, yeah, let us yeah. know. What are yeah. your thoughts on the Trump indictment? Yeah. Hot topic. Uh, yeah. So I want to see more of them play live. I saw a clip in that. There's like one interview I think you saw as well. Uh, it was like some European TV show or something like that, mm -hmm. where it was like interview and then clips of them playing live. Right. I want to see if I can find the full version of that live show that they showed clips of. Yeah. Because the sound was really great on there as well. Yeah, it seemed very tight. Yeah, yeah. That that sounded great. I would like to see that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun to see them live. Yeah. Got to keep our eye out. I mean, out. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really cool how they're they're so tight, and it, the music feels wild. And you're like unabashed, yeah. but like listen to the beat and the grooves. It's it's somewhat technical and like yeah. right in place. And yeah. like the drummer's doing some cool yeah. rhythms. It's not just heavy-handed punk, yeah, or anything like that. Oh yeah. So it's definitely a lot of finesse. Yeah. And it's a really cool, really cool wooloo genre. Yeah, definitely. And I want to see them go further. I he's talked about a second album, so that's a part he's also one of these guys that's always making music like like he said the stuff on his computer is different you know who knows where he's going next exactly so you know and that's the interesting thing because wooloo it seems like they are a band now but maybe it's just for this project you know or maybe the band will stay together but we'll be playing different like type of stuff when the next album comes out i don't know yeah, yeah. no that is an yeah. interesting point i didn't see yeah. anything that made the distinction yeah, but he's obviously the the kind of lead front man. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll see. Sometimes the the background band becomes, you know, the main band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Anything goes uh, anything with Wulu. Yeah, yeah. But I think this was a good one. That's all I got on on our on our guy Wulu. Yeah, me too. Um, he uses Ableton Nine. No, he does nine, not not eleven, not the new. One. <laughs> that's what, that's the last, <laughs> the most updated thing I saw. Yeah. Or upgrade man or maybe you don't because sometimes you upgrade and you everything doesn't work anymore that yeah happens. that's the thing you got to download new drivers exactly it doesn't work you PSTs don't have the plugins don't work yeah shit lord um so yeah by the way if you think yeah when new updates come out don't upgrade wait you know until other people have posted youtube videos about things going yeah. haywire 
and then you upgrade. Yeah. I've known people that have lost, yeah, all their presets for their instruments and shit like that. Insane so, how yeah. that's even possible. Yeah. We need to yeah. do better, computer industry. I know, yeah. We got to do better. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, but I, I love Wooloo's uh, just um, independence, like, follow your own path, do your own thing. His attitude. This kind of, like, comes from the skate culture, I think, is what inspired him to be that way, I think, mm -hmm. which is, like, I feel like the evolution of punk. Yeah, the punk mentality. Punk mentality, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just don't let anyone tell you what to do believe in yourself believe in what you're doing and keep moving forward you know couldn't have said it better myself yeah willow willow yeah hang it hang out with us online we're on uh instagram at rooster grooves we're on tiktok at signal radio we are on twitter at rooster grooves we're on what else did i say youtube already where else are we i don't know i lost track i wasn't listening i don't know Oops. what I apps hope, are I hope we the on? listeners are listening <laughs> let me know yeah is there anybody still listening to this the end um if you want to contact us directly hit us up we'd love to speak with you for any reason at all jay's got the email roots to grooves at signalradio.com s-i-g-n-l radio.com Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.